Welcome back to a Modern Man Podcast. I'm your host, J.D. Farrell, and we are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. We are talking about sex work. Yeah. It defines sex work as, you know, receiving money or goods in exchange for sexual services. Plain and simple, that's what sex work is bunch of different types of sex work have i ever performed sex work maybe i mean i got a a little 40 dollar tip one time and hooked up with a woman uh did i hook up with her because of the tip because i wanted to hook up with her yeah i guess you'll never know but a couple types of sex work by the way that makes me seem awful like a 40 dollar tip but i mean it was like one person just never mind but, all right, we have prostitution. Bunch of different types of prostitution. Indirect, direct, whatever. Dancers. There's like the phone sex workers. Like that sex work. Cam girls, porn stars. I swear they even said bottle girls at clubs and in bars and stuff. is like indirect prostitution. That's considered sex work as well. I'm just, I'm so pro-sex work. I'm male, female, trans woman, trans man, whatever, however you identify, whatever, fuck it. It's your body. If you want to get paid for it, if you want to put it out there, you should be. We don't need to go through my favorite of these. I will tell you. I did, I did, we'll talk about this, my one experience with, I did buy a prostitute when I took my trip to Amsterdam. I might have told this story before, I don't know, but, yeah, I'm not, we don't need to go too far in depth, but at the hostel I was staying at, you could bring, as all the, they like had a bar there and cheap drinks, but if you went to any of the places around the liquor stores and got a bottle, you could bring it in to where everyone was hanging out and drinking and smoking and stuff. It's Amsterdam. So my first night, first day, I went around the city, everything. I got a bottle of Tito's because I'm just like, you know, you never know. And as we're getting beers, drunk, whatever, just chugging this Tito's. And I'm with these three hot girls from California. And then this other girl, I think she's was teaching abroad in England at the time. I'm just downing a bottle of Tito's and I'm with three very, not three, four very attractive girls. I'm in a different country on vacation and they all haven't been to the red light district. I'm like, what? This, this is why you come to Amsterdam. So don't know what time it is. Don't remember anything much of like, you know, it's all a little blurry, but I stumble my way with them, we stumbled to the red light district. I remember we're looking around and I let them pick out the girl. And yeah, that was a lot of money I spent that night. I remember because I paid for sexual favors for each girl and myself. And I'm just so drunk. I'm like, swipe it, swipe it. Yeah. All that good New York rooftop money just getting just single swipe, single swipe, just boom. But hey, whatever. Yeah. 
next next time it'll be a lot more a lot more sensual with the sex worker okay it's hard to really quantify the underground money but you know some experts try to do their best and the biggest underground markets are sex weapons and drugs and they got seven cities in America where sex work makes over 40 million a year which is huge for a market and then in cities like Atlanta Miami San Diego and Seattle sex work is more profitable than weapons and drugs which is kind of crazy like Atlanta it's over 300 million dollars annually it's ridiculous it's as much as like their uh, football or baseball team is bringing in revenue and I know with all this money, all this underground money, why aren't we regulating this? Like the same thing when weed, that something that should be normalized, sex work should be normalized. So we're hurting ourselves by not taxing this, by not regulating it and making it safer. Like this money could be fueling the economies in these cities. And I know with more increase in exposure to sex work, there's sex trafficking. But I feel like the more it's regulated, that's gonna decrease sex trafficking. That's just me. And it's about decreasing the stigma. It's like the free the nip. I love, it's, it's not the same, but free the nip. Like, come on now. Over-sexualizing women compared to men is what creates this hypersexual version of women that we see while we get turned on every time we see the nipple but if we start to normalize it little by little it'll just be like seeing a man's nipple like ooh, i see it but it's like it's not like oh it's some big taboo thing so free the nip legalize sex work and let's start taxing the shit but that's leaning into my amazing interview with sonia contreras Hope I said that right. Yeah, I'll tell you, my Spanish and my role in my R's is not perfect. But she has just begun her journey as an OnlyFans content producer. And she tells me a little bit about why she got started and kind of her experience right now with that. So I hope you enjoy that conversation coming up next. So today I have Sonia Contreras. Did I say that right? Uh, Contreras. Contreras. Yeah, my my yeah my role in the arts is all right, and she's on here to kind of talk about her and starting her OnlyFans a little bit, her experience with that, and just yeah her journey since she started that. So start by introducing yourself and kind of what is your quote unquote real job. Okay, um, so again, my name's Sonia. Um, right now, I'm a full time Army National Guard member out of Oklahoma City. Um, I've been helping with the whole COVID mission and getting people vaccinated, doing contact tracing. And just my main goal is getting everything done with the National Guard and helping the Oklahoma City County Health Department, <laughs> excuse me, with um, any job that they really have for us to do. And we do that full time um, for the rest of the year, pretty much. 
And that's the only job I have right now. And how long do you plan on continuing that work? Um, I have a contract right now, a seven-year contract. Oh, wow. um, I'm still indifferent on whether or not I'm going to go extended past that, but that's what I'm doing for now. What year are you into the seventh year? That's a huge commitment. Yeah. I'm in year six right now. Okay. All right. Oh, so yeah. All right. All right. And so before you started your OnlyFans, did you know anyone who started it or had a premium Snapchat? I remember when premium Snapchat was a little bigger. It feels like a couple of years ago. Um, I didn't know anyone. I do know a couple of friends that I've had online recently that have been sharing their accounts, but I never knew anyone personally that had one, either a Snapchat premium or OnlyFans. I had little to no knowledge about any of it in the beginning. It was just something that I saw celebrities were doing and a lot of people in the sex work industry were getting some good revenue off of it. So it's something I thought of. Okay, so do you have have an official start date do you remember exactly when you started and what actually why you started like what I made actually, you make that decision mm -hmm. I started a month ago today okay. um that decision just came from um I'm not sure I always did kind of feel in tune with my body and I really loved um taking pictures of myself and it made me feel good. And looking back on those pictures, I was like, oh, wow, I look really good here. And it's not something like that I just wanna have for myself. I felt like um, it was something that I felt like I could share and knowing OnlyFans and being able to make a profit off of it or um, just getting to know more people in that way as well. That's yeah. just kind of where everything started. I feel like you went into it with a very like open and ex it was like an experience for you and you, you know, love your body, love showing off your body and like, why not monetize this? Yeah. Do you think yeah. a lot of people go in it with that expectation? I, I would hope so. I mean, I hope that everybody does feel good about what they're doing. And if they are, you know, doing the, doing on the same platform and doing the same thing, um, you know, I know there's a lot of difference in showing their bodies and, you know, what we're doing might be on a different scale, you know, versus what we're showing, what we're not showing, mm -hmm. but I hope everyone does. So <laughs> I, I get a little bit about what was your mindset going in. So let's talk about some of your, ex what expectations you had, what was first your expectations on money? Like, do you, did you have a certain goal in mind or was that kind of secondhand? I had no goal. Um, so also going on with it, not knowing anyone that did have an OnlyFans and not having any information about it, I just started getting on the website, seeing how much people were charging for their subscriptions, seeing how much, like looking on Reddit and seeing how much people were charging for certain pictures, certain videos, what she should charge for and not charge for. Um, there was just all this information I had to get for me to even start. Cause in the beginning, it'd just be like me texting a guy that I was with, hey, do you wanna see something cute today? I think I took a really cute photo, so let me share with you. And it just felt like maybe I had too much and I didn't wanna to look too much to him. So I was like, let me just start something different. Um, I had no money goal in mind and I still don't. Um, I think it just makes me feel good to know 
that I'm making others um, feel good and they get the opportunity to also pay me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I guess you talked a lot about photos, but what was Mm -hmm. the process of the type of content are you willing to put out there and are putting out there right now? Like, are you open to anything? Mm -hmm. Not exactly. I mean, I've gotten some really really outrageous requests um okay don't don't are you comfortable revealing those requests not exactly i think some of it's a little too rough um and some of it's beyond what i would do um so it was just a no for me i think a lot of it is men wanting to see porn versus you know going to see nudes or um full flesh photos lingerie photos um self-play videos um but that's what i'm comfortable with now um a lot of people with the foot fetishes and certain fetishes um that's something i've kind of opened up to recently and feel that it's it's a little crazy (laughs) I was going to say, don't bash men with foot fetishes because feet are very beautiful and should be appreciated coming from a a man who does enjoy a beautiful foot. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know. I've gotten a couple of pedicures recently just so I could get these photos and videos done. (laughs) And so with how was the video editing? Was that new? Was that hard for you? Or were you always, is there anything like that? Yeah. It's a learning process, you know, going into this, I was just selfies, photos, I was taking for my phone and now it's like, well, dang, that's, it's really hard to take these kind of pictures. Now I need a tripod. Now I need to learn how to get all these videos to edit within one slide and figure out different web pages that will help me edit them and get them looking really nice or get the perfect cut or angle. And it's definitely a learning process right now. See, and now that extra work, now I feel like you're going to be like, all right, if I'm doing all this, I better be making the money. Yeah. Because it is a part-time job. Yeah. So how often do you post? And like, talk a little about the day-to-day. Do you post often? Because I know there's like your story and then there's private Mm -hmm. and obviously there's private requests that you do special videos for Mm -hmm. people. So kind of how much do you do? What goes into like a week's worth of content for you? So day to day, when I wake up in the morning, I usually take a photo or a small clip. Um, From there, that's when I get my first couple of requests. By noon, um, I'm fulfilling the rest of this request, getting some small clips done or video or sending some pictures out. Um, Usually I try to get three public posts to my subscribers a day. Um, Sometimes it's hard to um, get all the requests out that people are asking. So, um, I try to get those either by the next day or by the evening time. And when it comes to the evening time, if it's just a picture that I stole from one of those videos, I'll post that. So I can make sure all the subscribers that aren't asking for personal videos or pictures, they get to still see something as well. Um, it gets to taking a lot of time. Um, you have to work between like you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and me still having to work, and um, <laughs> it's definitely um, pictures in a lot of random places, and videos recorded in places you wouldn't suspect. 
<laughs> yeah. But it gets, it's, it's definitely time consuming. I mean, I can't just keep going to my archives and looking for stuff in the background. So it's like, oh, I've gotten a tattoo since then. I look a little different here. Um, I had a tan that day and they're definitely going to know the difference. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what they're paying attention to everything about you. Mm -hmm. they, they'll know. Yeah, they'll know. Yeah. Like definitely got called out yesterday because I had sent a picture without my nails done. And they're like, actually, I noticed you got your nails done online. So I definitely know this is an older picture. And I was like, okay, <laughs> way to call me out. Caught you slipping, caught you slipping. Mm -hmm. oh. And so which each, which, with each request you get, each one is a paid request like the personal yes. requests. Well, mm -hmm. damn. And you're just like, with each time you post, you get requests from me. Like, I did not know. It's really, you only been doing it a month. Wow. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm lucky I'm lucky right now. Um, I do have like a maintainable amount of subscribers right now where every time they, that I do receive a request, I'm able to get it done within a day. Um, but I feel like if my numbers went up, it would be more of a, maybe I'm going to have to raise the price a little bit or put a little bit more of a deadline. And it just also makes me feel bad that I can't, you know, if somebody wants to see something right then, it's me telling them like, hey, you're going to have to wait. And yeah, sometimes it can be hard for people to want. So you don't get to give me too much of the details, but do you think you said you're near six of seven right now, but with all these requests mm -hmm. and subscribers going up, do you think you could do this full time and like support yourself? Oh, um, I don't know. It's a bit difficult right now because with me working at the military, there's so many benefits that come with it. Um, there's, there's a lot of background too that like, if anybody in the military ever finds out, will they think differently of me? Or could I be penalized in some way? And I mean, the obvious answer is no, but there's always this background and or there's something in the back of your head that's like, mm, I could be thought of differently or they wouldn't trust me to be professional. And a lot of that just makes it feel uncomfortable. But because I'm so comfortable with myself, it kind of makes me not care too much. I think the only reason that I would leave um, would just be based off of like my experience in the military itself. Yeah, okay. All right, and I was even gonna talk about like, you know, how, how people would think about you that, how many people in your life know that you've started this so far? Honestly, none of my family, hardly any of my friends. I mean, it's all just been me talking to the public and. I mean, there could be the chance that somebody shares and a family member finds out or a friend finds out. I've actually got a lot of requests from people I used to know in my history. And, you know, a lot of people don't really say who they are within OnlyFans and your subscribers don't really want you to know too much about them. Um, and it's okay. But if my family knew or my friends or anybody I knew personally found out, I mean, I would hope they'd be okay with it. It wouldn't be too big of a deal for me, but hey, at least they know I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, what are some of your favorite things? I know, you, is it just because you love sharing your body and that you can also monetize it? Anything else you love about being on OnlyFans right now? Um, 
I think being able to talk with everyone as well, bringing in new conversations and getting to know these guys a little bit and getting to know a little bit of like what's in the mind of others mm -hmm. and like what people enjoy when it comes to, um, you know, sex or videos, looking online for, you know, nudes or something of the sort um, for content. I mean, figuring out what people like, it's, that's really interesting. It makes me wonder what all different kinds of accounts are out there and what all everybody is looking for and interested in. And I mean, sex sells. So it's definitely something that it's always going to be happening. And if people want to enjoy it and people are selling it, it it's going to boom. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, you got me, I'm thinking about just, you know, having my OnlyFans just, you know, live streaming shirtless constantly or something, figuring it yeah. out, making it work. Yeah, yeah it definitely works. But People are looking for everything. What Are you comfortable revealing what is just kind of your most, uh, what do people most request you to do or anything like that? Okay, um, so my re most requests, um, a lot of my images right now are uh, a lot of bum pics. I take a lot of pictures um, of my ass and I get a lot of lingerie pictures out there. Number one, what people always request is, hey, can I get a video of you moaning or can I see your face or you know, I want to see you, um, how would I say it? A lot of people want to see me featured with another man. Um, so I guess sex. Has <laughs> that happened? Because I thought you said you do a lot of self-play. I do. I do a lot of self-play, but a lot of the requests recently have been men asking for me to let another man join my video. <laughs> So it's just been a lot of people pretty much asking me to record some porn a little bit. I get another man involved. Um, I don't know. I just feel uncomfortable asking my partner yeah. to get a video with me. I don't feel like he would be comfortable enough and I wouldn't want to force on anybody. Plus, I don't know. <laughs> what? It just seems out there. That was but, um, my next question is like, how, what is it going to take for have a partner join next? Yeah. Honestly, if he's willing enough and he feels comfortable, then I am so completely down. I mean, we've done private videos on our own and he's felt comfortable with it enough before, but I think it's the difference of being able to show others. Mm -hmm. And I think with men, they always have like a bias. If somebody else looks at them, like, are they thick enough, long enough, doing it right? And just, yeah. I think there's all these other ideas in his head as well. So I just want to give him some time, let him feel comfortable and not pressure him. Because I have asked before. That's what, as soon as I throw out that, <laughs> you, you seem pretty comfortable from your experience in wanting him yeah. to join, but you're just like, you're going to respect you know mm -hmm. his privacy and him and his own pace and everything yeah most definitely i feel like it's start you got to start a simple blowjob video just like just <laughs> your face 
you know, yeah. so like, like he's he's not in it and then go from there. Like, yeah, baby steps. Yeah, but then I've gotten the, well, do I shave? Like, I don't know if, what kind of angle would we do? Or like, what if they think I'm too aggressive or you're being too aggressive? But it's fine. People love this. You gotta be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Here for. yeah. <laughs> They'll see it and they'll ask for more, I promise. <laughs> I'll take you to dinner I keep saying that like I'll take you wherever you want to go hun. and he's like well now I feel indifferent about myself <laughs> let me treat you you know let me yeah. you. and then then so you Most feel definitely. yeah so. so all right to finish up I guess what's your end goal I guess you said you'll keep doing this until maybe you get backlash from the military or what do you, mm -hmm. is, there, is there any end goal in mind or just you know plan it out um, I'm just playing it out right now. I don't have an end goal. Um, I think if I keep doing good and my subscribers keep subscribing and I keep getting these message requests and these side tips, um, I think I'll keep it going maybe till I get burnt out or I don't want to say my confidence to go away, but there's always those, you know, I've gotten some ugly comments before from subscribers and I'm just like, hey, you've come to my page to <laughs> So let's be nice. Um, so until I think any of that or I get burnt out, I don't think I'll be leaving anytime soon. I enjoy what I do and it makes me happy and I think it makes my subscribers happy. So I just probably keep going with it until, you know, plans change or I change. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sorry, I probably should have touched on that more, but I bet that can't be good because you might get 20 good comments, but you're focusing and magnifying on all the bad comments that, yeah, mm -hmm. people come and they're coming to see you, but just because they're not getting exactly what they want from you at that moment, they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. So that also comes with like, when I do um, my featuring or when I'm sharing my content and my social medias and stuff, you do get those random comments from people like, why are you doing this to your body? Why are you showing others? Um, it's just disgusting of you to be doing this. And why are you promoting yourself like your product? And honestly, those comments are just a complete delete and block for me. But sometimes it gets to being a lot. And <sighs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of rough. <laughs> I feel like with those people, it's this, you, you have to just delete block because if they actually had a conversation mm -hmm. with you and understood your purpose mm -hmm. and your comfortability with it, then mm -hmm. it's a totally different story. Like, but That's thank you so much. Anything you want to share about sex work or anything else before you leave? Um, not exactly. From the beginning of this, I have been getting a lot of requests from girls on where to start, how to get the confidence, what kind of pictures are okay and not okay. And honestly, it's just whatever makes you feel comfortable and what you feel comfortable with, do what you want to do and do what makes you happy. And if you love your body, show your body. Um, if that's what makes you comfortable, do it. Um, you can start from anywhere, do your research and I promise you can, you can make some money really quick. <laughs> thank you. I'm not gonna lie, you're probably one of the best people to have this conversation with. So thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you, I appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. I want to thank Sonia again for coming on my podcast, especially like short notice. I love that. Oh, and I'll leave the link to her 
account below. So go subscribe to her content. You know, anybody who wants to see her, special request, whatever you want. Well, not she won't do whatever you want, but you get the gist. Okay, just go subscribe to her account. That's all. That's my point. That's it for this episode of the podcast. Remember, I'm J.D. Farrell. This is a Modern Man podcast. We are presented to you by the Modern Podcast Network. Y'all have a great week. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends because we need more subscribers. Just like you need more content.